and Star City Arts. Like, like you what can that oh, token that like you can bags. make you can make a good looking zombie. There's a zombie token from the core set that has a six pack. I'm so confused about it, Chris. Have have you ever been sexually attracted to a zombie? <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I just want to know. No shirt, no shoes, but he still turns. I'm just saying, like if Megan Fox's face was falling off, I still probably think she's hot. No skin, no feet, no no surface. That... I don't know. It's, it's no shirt, no shoes, but he still turns sideways. Oh, he's running through those zombies like Drano. I don't no arms, no legs. <laughs> Less kicking. I feel like you're making a pop culture (laughs) reference that went over our heads, so I'm just gonna let that one slide. Oh boy! But uh, I mean, there have been some hot zombies, right? I'm so confused. Moving. No, what about in Zombie Land? There was that really hot chick. Run! No, there was that really hot chick at the beginning of Zombie Land. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I think I know what you're talking about. That's right. It was his. It was his introduction to chicks being crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was uh, like, but she wasn't hot when she was I just a zombie, need to be, though. Uh, I don't that's know, man. Debatable. <laughs> but chick like that wanted to bite my neck. I might let it happen. No. You're not maybe gonna, if she wanted to bite my dick. You're not going to believe this. I have the hottest chick locked in my bedroom right now. <laughs> Actually, I believe he knocked her in the skull and she was locked in the bathroom. But I, I mean, you got to put him down. You got to put him down. Does that count as roofing her? Is that <laughs> no? No. Just, just actual assault it's battery. It should be just assault. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's like uh, officer. You can't call this domestic violence because we're not dating. I don't right, know. Her. Right. I don't I know. I just her. thought she was hot, so I beat her up and fucked. No, her. it's domestic. <laughs> well, then that's just rape. But it's in my house. Right. She drank my shit, man. <laughs> I think it's just a rough fucking. Beat. I don't think you understand. I ran up like a hundred fifty dollar bar tab on this bitch. <laughs> like honestly, uh, boy, <laughs> nothing sacred. No. You're, like you're gonna tell me no means no. Like honestly, where were you when the tab came? <laughs> <laughs> really, really beyond me. I can't help you on this one. Can not. <laughs> So the answer is uh, Wake Dancer is a really good. Oh, card. I can't. Like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, really, how about how about a how about a tournament that was much bigger? How than about an actual people? intro? <laughs> how about how about we just introduce people back? Welcome back, welcome, guys. welcome, oh, welcome. Hey guys. We kind of forgot. Welcome, Scrubland. Podcast. But uh, it's been a while. You might not. You might not know where you're at right now. You might you might have stumbled onto Welcome this audio to file. Scrubland. You might have been on that part of MTG Cast you couldn't <laughs> get away from. Kind of like that part of YouTube you can't get away from. Apparently, I'm the only one that, that ends up at the spot. You may have accidentally clicked on our podcast looking for Horde of Notions. Uh, I mean, or no one Commander Cast. Or A-Team. It's Everyone getting, knows what they're getting with us. It's getting pretty real in here right now. Or your friend told you to listen to Scrubland Podcast. Hey, now that's, you're like, there we go. And now you're like, why the fuck that's did the they one. tell me to listen to Scrubland Podcast? Or let's one. say you met one of us at GB Baltimore and was like... Uh, I guess I feel forced to listen to this. That dashing young fellow gave me a business card. I think I'll listen <laughs> to his podcast. Kept giving us these awful tokens. <laughs> Scrub tokens. Like, with, with ribble rabble on the There's back. like these guys just littering all over the convention center, and I guess they want us to do it's something. It's not us throwing them on the floor. <laughs> No joke, when we were in uh, uh, Star City Open DC, they uh, came over the loudspeaker and they said, guys, we need you to stop playing Frisbee in the hall. 
Really? Uh, it is setting off alarms throughout the convention. Because, like, everybody laughed. Right. And, like, Ricky had to get back on the mic saying, no, really, guys. Security came and told us that you're not allowed to play Frisbee indoors. It sets off alarms, and they have to go check them out because they think that people are invading. Wow. <laughs> Or something along those lines. I might have embellished something that like part. that. But I mean, sounds pretty serious. It kind of just sounds like those guys didn't want to do any actual work. Have you ever seen a security guard at convention center? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they're mostly like middle aged women, to be honest. And yeah, yeah. And when I have a when I have a bag of Hardee's food that just like smells delicious, and I'm so excited to go sit down and like eat it, and they tell me I can't. You do it anyway. And I, I mean, I just go to the other to door do. and I do it anyway. But I mean, like that's not the point. The point is that they feel important for like that very short moment. Very that moment, that and two seconds. And I've actually I had one follow. No, me. No, they're honest. I with had themselves. A, I had a lady follow me one time. Oh boy! She like followed me until I left the convention center, and then I walked around. Were you forced to eat outside? Uh, there was a bum out there. It was in Richmond too. Did he scare like you? it was like at our local event, and there was like a. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! There's bums in Richmond. Whoa! Yeah. Surprise! And like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I even it's weird. I know, I know. Like, we put on our Facebook, what do you guys want to hear about? And everyone said security guards at our convention center, but yep. more people we said should hobos. probably just talk about no, it. No, more people said hobos, believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, we're hitting the important topics. Like, I mean, I even had, like, an extra burger. Like, I didn't want, like, I didn't want to eat it at the time, but I knew I was going to get hungry later. I'm going to punch you in your vagina. Okay, anyway, like, the end of the story is that I used that burger. Like, I used that burger to determine the start of a match. Like, we didn't have any dice, but I had this burger in my card bag. So I asked him if he was willing to flip the burger. Like, we established heads and tails, and then we called it in the air. We flipped the burger. And the insides didn't go everywhere? No, I mean, it was wrapped up. Like, that wax, oh. pa- that wax paper is, like, pretty durable. Okay. I mean, I still ate it later, too. So, I mean, well, good on for- you. like, form and function. Good on that's, you. That's what I look for in a food. hamburger. Function. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Chris Casby. So I heard you made day two with this Grand Prix thing. Yeah. I Grand- participated. Wasn't nearly as good as that, though. You were almost as good. You went X3 day one. I know, I you know. Just lost I lost in round eight. I know. Oh, you lost in round eight? I did. It was the, day, oh. it was the round before. It was. Okay. It was even more I- I- embarrassing than uh, Grand Prix DC. Yikes. So you guys both had a bye to Grand Prix Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah. Dude doesn't have a fucking bye to Grand You had to literally not play the year before. It was like... There were the the number was one thousand three uh one thousand five hundred forty six players. Yeah. And, and seven hundred and sixty seven hundred and seven hundred and sixty played, right? Oh yeah, and seven hundred forty six had whatever the other number was was people yeah. that actually seven forty six. Like more than half the people had buys. Right. The the important <laughs> thing is more than half the people had did, did yeah, not I, play I, round one. I'm pretty sure I was sitting at table four hundred and was uh Playtesting in the middle of round one. I think it was table 400. I was like just chilling there and I was like, we're actually kind of close to like the middle of this. I, I would have thought that more people had shown up. Pretty sure they said 1500, right? Oh, that's right. Who the fuck are those people? How did they not have round one buys? It's insane. Um, I have a serious question. I, I heard hearsay about the sleep in special. Is that real? Yeah, it's was, real. It's oh. been real this whole year. It, they, they tested it at um, some middle of nowhere GP last year and. Uh, this this year they were like, well, it, it had such like a huge positive thing going on with it that they were like, well, let's just use it for all the GPs. Okay, so basically for as many uh, buys as you have, you just turn in your deck list the night before, 
for an extra $10, you can sleep in till about when they tell you to show up. So you don't have to go to the players' meeting at the beginning of the day. Nope, which means you can sleep in for an extra two to three hours. And to be honest, if you have three buys, don't show up till 1 p.m. Okay, so the entry to this event is $40 standard, and mm-hmm. it's $50 if you want to like show up sleep in special. way late. By sleep in, we mean like, if you have three buys, that's like literally one o'clock. You're basically, you're basically paying $10 to be able to drink Friday as well as Saturday. <laughs> that's what you're but, paying. But I don't know. Like, I think that's awful. Like I built, I mean, I didn't know what I was playing until like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but most of the players who knew what they were playing got the sleep in special. Look, all the good, all the bad, good though. players. I think that you should just have an idea of what you can. You could have wishy wash up until right up to the beginning. Like you can come early, look around, see what people are playing, and decide what your best deck is. When you decide to sit decide the day before, when you don't know what the field looks like, at least if you go the day of, you can kind of see what people look like, what they're doing. Well, you know what all the pros are doing, right? Like Kibler. Uh, he set the precedence as red green wolf run or whatever, and then uh, and then most of his friends and most of Channel Fireball showed up with blue light control, which just stops the living hell out of red green. I mean, like, and Delver. Okay, and but, Delver. But is is some of that not just you look at the precedents that have been set in other tournaments? You read the metagame, you make a good prediction, you make a good metagame prediction, and then you like. You turn in your deck list. Right. I mean, when if you set the precedence yeah. the week... When, when you win the tournament the week before, you know what's going to be good against your deck. Am I wrong? I mean, like, if, if you're competing on that highest level, like, you're actually able to just next level 1,500 players at a GP and turn in, like, the best deck. Like, I right. mean, yeah. And, I, like, I'm not saying that everyone should take advantage of the sleep-in special. It just, I, think, I think you're going to get, like, 100 to, to 150 players that are... Either at the highest level or friends of like close friends of the people at the highest level, they're going to be like, "Oh, this is the best deck," and they're going to tell their friends or whatever. And those people should actually use the sleep in special. And then you're also going to get added bonus off of the people who are like sleep in special. Holy shit! I want to sleep in. I feel like having a couple brewskis the night before. Like, am I wrong? No, it's just fucking. You're, it's you're it's totally just, right. It's just money, man. I mean, the grand like grand prix are just in some ways considered giant party weekends for some people exactly. and they really do just want to come and relax with a bunch of their friends especially people from out of town they don't see all the time so if you want to go out the night before and you have a bunch of buys like why not there's plenty of time to detox before your actual tournament starts all right, all right so uh what mm-hmm. did you actually play casby to make your day two appearance the usual awful binder pull <laughs> well, what yep. was it centric around? I know tumble magnets, but what else? <sighs> it was just Tezzeret. Just go dig up ratchet bombs and tumble magnets and blink them out with Venser and play something on turn three, either be a tumble magnet or a Liliana to stop the beats, stop the bleeding. Sounds good. So it's like so. Esper Planeswalker control stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not... And you had spheres to speed up your clock, right? Well, I had two two Sphere of the Suns and two Pristine Talismans, which yeah. ramped me, both of which were pretty awesome in getting me past Mana Leaks, and also just, like, Pristine Talisman was Talisman like, awesome all day. Like, well, how many well, blue, just, I want to ask you a question. This is something that I, I had a thought about that uh, I, I knew that Pristine Talisman was going to be good against after I knew it was in your list. How many blue-black zombies decks did you play against? Zero. Zero? I didn't play against any. That's like I dodged a lot of decks. Like I think I don't think I have a particularly good against deck uh, list against uh, the zombies deck just because they have so much recursion. Like I played three day judgments and ratchet bombs and like I don't know. Like drops messenger seems like a problem. I played tumble magnets. I did a little bit of testing against one of my friends 
And Tumble Magnet was really good against, like, you know, just Dross Messenger. Like, right. the deck just has such resiliency to, like, just a random 2 2 puds that it's just, like, whatever. But right. Dross well, Messenger, Messenger is, is, is kind of tough. just a huge dude well, that keeps coming back. How many, uh, I know you're playing Venser. Are you playing the Stonehorn combo or the, the Softlock? Uh, no, actually, before, I didn't, I wasn't even playing on playing Esper. I was on Yusuka's list. From from uh yeah from Pro Tour, and that deck like he got ninth place like it looked really good so I was on that list up until probably I mean I did I made I threw this together at like three in the morning before the day before right so like we, I mean and I'd played Esper Planeswalker I'd played this Esper Fencer Tezzeret list before the big like, difference for, for Yasoka's list was that he had four main deck Bloodline Keepers right and, and the, they, my they my seem list so good well it was really good against Delver but I mean. The list that I ended up with was so good against Delver. Like I played Delver three times on the for day one, I never lost once. Like it good didn't even you, like man. it didn't feel like I was ever even in jeopardy of losing. Like yikes! And like that being said, like it was it was particularly good against the Finkel list because the Finkel list just doesn't counter anything. So if we're just taking turns playing spells, not countering anything, I'm going to beat you because my stuff's way better than yours. I mean, you have Wrath of Gods, right? And you have Tumble Magnets, and right. you have Planeswalkers that are just inherently right. hard to kill. So I had I had a harder time against in round eight. I played against uh, a, like a more traditional list that was more like old school. Uh, it was pretty much just like old the old Delver list meets the new Delver list, right? So it was still Esper colored, but it wasn't playing the Lords. It was just playing Lingering Souls in the Midnight Haunting spot, right? So it was still really good. It was still playing uh, Geists. It was still playing like the uh, the Rune, Rune Channers Pike. So I mean, so but even then, the like he he pikes. he was a, lo- a lot harder matchup than the other ones because he was playing four main deck mana leaks. But like whenever they played like turn one Dark Slick Shore into like you know Ponder or Delver, I was just, like sweet. Yeah. Like because it was just like I know I don't have to worry about fighting over things with mana leak. So yeah. So I, I guess, we we played a couple games. I played this like joke black white deck that like was was not very good. I was like Casby, I think my deck's so good. Let's do it, and I want to play a full match. And he just after a sideboard plays this Curse of Deathhold, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wow, um, that turns off almost all the cards in my deck. Curse of Deathhold uh, is stupid against like everything. So good. Like I brought it in against like it's good against humans. It's good against Delver. It's good against like this red green aggro deck. Like it was just nuts. Like one in like round eight, I think I played uh, around a. That was day two. I played against this dude playing red green aggro who ha- was playing uh, uh basically just red green beady dudes like Chandra's Phoenix and uh, Skringergeist, and I was just like, all right, accelerate into a turn four curse. Curse. And he's like, really oh good. shit. So he beat in for a few more points with smaller dudes. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, cool, untap, play another curse. Yeah. And he just it's watched. All over. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, he kind of punted against me in game two. Like, he had he resolved a thrun and put a sword on it, a, a red white sword. Oh, that's wow. a big deal. It's a big deal. deal. Like, I can't I can't beat that card. Like, even at like it was still four four with a sword on it. Right. And um. I actually just kind of gamed him. I tricked him into killing my worm coil with it. Yeah. So I swung with my worm coil, and he blocks and he pumps it with his wolf run to kill my sure. worm coil, and then he regenerates his own guy. But he didn't have enough mana to do another regeneration, so I can't beat a thrun. So you're right. So I'm sitting there with three timely reinforcements tokens in play and two worm coil tokens. He's got a single 
Thrun. And I have to wrath. <laughs> wow. So, but I mean, like, it was his one of Thrun. And yeah. he just, he had nothing. And most of that. those decks only run the one, so. Well, I mean, literally, with I had resolved two curses against him. So he had, there's not a single creature in his All deck. All of his that other action is bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's that, like, that card it's, was awesome. I mean, it's like playing the Ivory Mask against Mono Red. They're like, I can't target you with any of these burn spells. Uh, it's even better than you that. Know, like, uh, because like they're like, oh, I can't target you with these bird spells, but they still have like dudes that beat in. They usually have some dudes, like, yeah. The whole red-green aggro plan is just like, their plan is to beat in with dudes, right. and you just take that away from them. Like, I mean, you're also playing Wrath of Gods. Like, I guess they got the four magnets. incinerates in their deck that they can dome me with, so good so on you. So that's 12. Yeah. But that's 12 both, games, both games, he gets me down to five-ish life. And I just come back so with you, Pristine Talisman. I, I was going to say, would you say Pristine Talisman was one of the best Pristine cards Talisman in your deck? Pristine Talisman was very good against humans and the Red Green Aggro deck. I only played the Red Green Aggro deck once. Um, it was pretty fair against Delver. Like, when Tel- Delver goes turn one Delver, naked flip, like, that's a pretty aggressive clock. Yeah. So, I mean... I fucking hate when they get the fucking blind flips. Yeah. I mean, more than one occasion, I just ran out of turn two Ratchet Bomb, blow up your Delver. Oh, like, cause so I just good. well, I just like my hands got like a lot of action. I just know I need to know I have to buy time. Right. So a lot of times I was just like, cool, blow up your Delver. Like it was just one for one of them, and it was fine. So, I mean, it was a good deck for the day. Uh, I knew that if I faced anything with a Primeval Titan, I would lose. Right. Day one, I didn't face the Primeval Titan deck until round nine when I was already locked in for day two. So oh, and I lost. Yep. So you were pretty sure of that though. Yeah. So he was a super nice guy. We just sat, we joked around a whole lot because I was in a good mood because I locked up day two. He yeah. locked up day two, so sure. we were just like not stressed at all. But he was just playing like a Naya Wolfron deck, and it was very similar to the Channel Fireball deck, mm-hmm. except it was playing white, obviously. Right. And in the four spot, it was playing Hero Bladehold wow. instead of Huntmaster, which I think is awesome. That because seems pretty good. That card's really good against the other like Wolfron decks. Yeah. So uh, good luck slag storming this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that's pretty sick. Uh, so uh, moving on, I, I had uh, what, what I had ended up playing was uh, the blue white humans deck. It's actually Christian Calcano's Calcano's list from uh, Pro Tour Dark, Dark Ascension, but it's not uh, quite the same. I went down to three heroes and went up to four uh, Marin Crusaders because I know that the uh, green black uh, Connolly Woods Run deck beats the red green one and i knew that that was pretty strong against uh and and if if other people knew that then possibly they'd be playing more of that at the gp as well as the fact that uh i knew that it actually just can't lose to uh blue black control so i was like well i'm double metagaming you the problem wait 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 wait. blue black control plays counter spells yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) surprise I'm like, I, you can either, like, it doesn't matter even if they have counter spells, like, you just get in under them, because uh, you have Thalia. Like, you have Thalia and Grand Abolisher, and you see one of those every game. So, you just fuck up their game for the rest of the game, because they have to spend a turn killing it, or they have to kill it on their turn. Which taps them out. Taps them out, which means you can resolve whatever God, the fuck I, you want. I love Thalia. Thalia how, is so good. How many Thalias did you play? Three. Okay, was that is that because she's a legend or because that was the right number of bears? Uh, I would have played four if I knew that every deck could kill her immediately. Okay, um, I know that not every deck can kill her immediately, and I was only stuck with another Thalia in my hand once on the entire day, and I still won that match. Um, that being said, I got destroyed in uh, round two by 
Uh, Green White didn't know what the fuck he was doing and probably lost, lost every round after that. Because he was like, here's all these dudes. He was like, Marin Crusader into Hero into another Marin Crusader and Blade Splicers all the way up. Like, he was just matching me and we were trading dudes the whole time. And then he just had more gas. Like, we, we, we literally ran each other out of everything. And then he had an extra Hero Blade hold. Crushed me. And, uh... And then in, in game two, he was like, here's all these wrath effects. Wrath you, wrath you, wrath you. And then play three planeswalkers. And I was like, whoa, I boarded against creatures. My bad. Yeah. You're dead. LOL. I don't know. I played in round 11, I guess. I played against Matthias Hunt. And he was a super nice guy. Like, he's like, like sure, the rookie yeah. year from, like, whatever, last year, I guess? Uh, yeah. So he was, like, a super nice guy. Like, you know, he's a brewer. So, like, I totally, like, instantly, I just, I, when I recognized him, I was like, cool, man. Like, blah, blah, blah. We're just talking. And so we're shuffling up. I was like, oh, you playing anything, like, rogue today? Like, you playing any goofy stuff? And yeah. he's like, ah, kind of. So, like, he just plays out French rights. And, like, you know, after game one, I was like, that's not rogue. Like, <laughs> yeah, not rogue at all. Like, I guess it's kind of rogue. I guess it was rogue last week. Right. So, um, you know, just kind of, like, trolling him a little bit. But, like, in good-natured fun. Like, we're busting each other. Like, I, I just, I kind of, like, he kind of got a bad draw. Yeah. Game one, where he couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't have a white source that stuck at any point. Like, he played out, uh, you know, he got, a, like, a turn four or five uh, Elish Norn on the board. And he played it with Unbarrel writing it um, with uh, Birds of Paradise and an Avacyn's Pilgrim. Like, he had white sources on the board, but I Day of Judgment it. And after <laughs> I Day of Judgment it, he had no white sources. <laughs> so he kept on mulching, and he had, like, like two Unbarrel rights still in his yard. Yeah. And, like, three Elish Norns. Yeah. And, like, um, like he'd play out of uh, Avacyn's Pilgrim, like, Tragic Slip, like, yeah. Birds of Paradise, like... With lingering spirits on the board, and I was like, "Day of Judgment," like, you know, like he just like he never could get a white source on the board, so I just crushed him. That's awesome. Game two, like, I feel like I hurt his feelings, really, because it was just like my entire board was just like perfect. <laughs> like, guys. like even like, my ratchet bombs go for one. <laughs> it doesn't take that long. Well, I just like I play turn two, three of the suns, turn three, unbarrel writes them. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, like. Yeah, or not a burial rights. I'm a member side him for a burial rights. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> I, yeah. I member side him for a burial rights. He's like, ugh. And then I'm like, you know, untap, Nile Spellbomb, get rid of what's in there now. Yeah. He's like, ugh. <laughs> like, it was just like, and like, it got to the point where we're both in top deck mode. Yeah. And like, but your, t- your top decks are awesome. Well, my deck is filled with just like answers. Yeah. Like, it's just like board sweeps and spot removal, and then sometimes a planeswalker. <laughs> Every once in a while. Like, and so he was just like, Wormquill. I'm like, cool, I'll ring. Like, all right, like you know, a couple turns pass, like worm quote. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I did some like kind of weird trade with like a batter skull token, sure. And like I swing, and he's like, he's like, and he he call, he's like saying the plays out loud, and he's just like, I mean, I guess you have tragic slip here, right? And I was like, I mean, I probably have tragic probably slip, tragic right? Slip, yeah. So he's like, I mean, I can't race you if we're just doing this anyway, so I have to block. And I was like, I mean, you probably have to block. So he blocks, and I tragic slip it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right. And I'm like, day of judgment. And he's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? So and nasty. it was just like, and then he, then it gets to the point where he gets stuff that he can't use. Right. Where he's just like, Avacyn's Pilgrim. I'm like, cool. Another warm coil. <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. And I'm like, Avacyn's Pilgrim. I'm like, cool. Here's your Tezzeret. Steel self. Like, it's just like, uh, like, it was just like, and he was just like no. so defeated afterwards. I look like I hurt his feelings. Tell me how good uh, Steel Hellkite was for you on the weekend. All right, everyone was giving me shit for playing a, a one of Steel Hellkite in my deck. Right? <laughs> that card's so fun, though. The card's it's great. better than fun. All right, like better than fun. All right, everyone's I'm ready. Like, Why is this guy in your deck? And I was like, well, it blows out tokens. I'm like, what do you mean it blows out tokens? They just block with their tokens. I was like, no, I play with Venser. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? 
And I was like, yeah, I just play a Steel Hellkite, and they think that they can just block, and then I untap a play events or make it unblock, and we'll blow up their team. And he's, <laughs> that's like, the dumbest that's, play I've ever heard, so Chris Gasby. I'm not kidding. Good. It happens enough that it's it's awesome. One-sided <laughs> Rathew with a Planeswalker seems good. I haven't heard that yet. Oh, my God. But, uh, that's so dumb! I don't know. Probably my favorite play was, like, this This kid was on Blue-Eyed Humans, and he had me down to 12. Um, <laughs> we're kind of in, like, top deck, man. We just kind of got, like, a couple Dirtle cards in our hands. So, um, the board state is, uh, he's got, he just played a Hero Blade Hold and uh, Lean and Relic Order to hide my Tumble Magnet. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I play out a Worm Coil Engine, and so he thinks for a sec, he can't swing past, he can't swing the, the Hero into the Worm Coil. Right. Because it won't kill my Worm Coil, and he just loses a Hero. Right. And so, so he he's just like, crashes with the... Right. Well, so he he oh, he, oh. he take he uh, plays an angelic destiny on his lean and Leon order, order and gets in there for which, six, right, right? Which is, I guess, it's a good play because it diversifies his threats. I mean, you know, like he has to like he doesn't want to trade damage with me at right. that point. Right. So if he doesn't put it on the lean and relic order, he can't. Like he wants to have the hero back. So that I can't swing with Worm Coil. So okay? you're you're at twelve at this point, right? I'm at twelve. So he plays uh, Angelic Destiny on his dude, swings me down to six. Okay. Okay. So I draw. Um, I play a Steel Hellkite. So I swing with uh, my Worm Coil engine to bring me back up to twelve. Yep. And since I have another creature no now, he's, he's still blocking with it here. Right. So he's not. He didn't. You know. He didn't. He can't crack back through the Steel Hellkite. Right. So. Um, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I feel fine here. Like, right. you know, we can just trade damage or whatever. Um, so he untaps and plays out double honor, double right? honor the pure, <laughs> and then swings with the team. So at this point, he's got a five six hero blade hold, two four three tokens, and uh, a eight eight lean and relic order. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm sitting here with, you know, a, a turn sideways worm coil engine and a steel hellkite. Right. At, you know, 12 life. And I'm like looking at the board. So I'm like, okay. So I activate an Inkmon Nexus. I chump block his his 8 8. Right. Um, I throw my steel hellkite in front of one of the 4 3 tokens. Sure. And then I take 9 damage. So it brings me down to 3. Yep. So he's like, all right, pass. You know, like he's feeling a little comfortable, I guess. Like yeah. nobody really understands what my cards do. No. That's another thing. That's another thing. I just blew out someone with Tezzeret because they just didn't read Tezzeret. Oh god. Um, That's the worst. In, in, round, in round eight. In round eight. In round eight? Oh my god. Well we're both X and one. Exactly. That is so hilarious. like um so I crack back with my worm coil and my steel hellkite. I blow up his lean and relic order with uh my you know, the trigger from Steel Hellkite. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. He gets back his you know, whatever his enchantment is. Now, Steel Hellkite doesn't read, so it kills the honors? Uh, well, it did that, too. But okay. the relevant thing, I didn't really care about the honors. Okay. The relevant thing was it blew up the Lena Relic. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, obviously, you get your Tumble Magnet back. Right. So, I get my Tumble Magnet back to deal with his Hero Blade Hold, but I also just happen to draw Tragic Slip as well. So, I Tragic Slip his Hero. Too sick! And he's left with <laughs> a 3-3... Three, three, just the token! Uh, uh, just the token a one, on the board. Token. A 1-1 one, one token. And I've got... You know, I mean, he's got the enchantment in his hand. Yeah. Great. Like, sure. I got this tumble magnet and this 5-5 five, five and this 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. So Enjoy losing. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he untapped, drew, and scooped. 
So. so sick. So what you're saying is that your deck's like really good. Like you would suggest that everyone go build it no. for, for no, 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 the no, next no, no, weekend's no, no, no. tournament. See, if everyone knew what it did, then it wouldn't have all the power. <laughs> <laughs> like my deck, like everyone, like I was like I did, like I was seriously on Yusuka's list or Spirit Delver. Like in all honesty, I was I had Spirit Delver sleeved up to play at the tournament, and um, I play tested it with uh, it on Thursday and Friday. And the mana base is so so bad. poor, right? It's How just, is it? It's so just blue white, right? No, it's blue white black. It's blue white black. Oh, oh like it's John Finkel. It's evolving wild. It's janky enough that like it's not. I don't know. Like I like I I played with it for the two, full two days, pretty much, and it just like sometimes you get your nut draws and it's great, and sometimes you don't, and it feels awful, and like it's just awful when you're like you're holding cards in your hand that you can't cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, or like, you've got lingering spirits in your in your graveyard that you can't use. Like, like lingering spirits feels pretty awful when you can only do it at sorcery speed and you can't flash it back. It's like, do you think that that was a deck that was? It, it was like the one weekend deck, and that weekend happened to be the pro tour. It was good against. It's good against the other Delver decks. Okay, sure. Which were going to be um, very popular, right? On, on the weekend it got played, yeah, right. And it's going to reward the better player in the mirror match. Um, and that's the thing. Like, turns out John Finkel top aided. So, well, John Finkel's amazing, and <laughs> everyone mean, who thinks well, no, no, they no, there can wasn't just that many up. people playing that deck. This well, I mean, there was a lot of spirits. I played spirits a lot, and I mean, it's just like if, if you, you if you want to call every spirits deck the mirror match, then sure, agree. No, well, I mean the spirit the the Esper colored Lords deck, right? That's the yeah. I mean, I'll call that the mirror match. That's fine. Like, but like Matt Costa didn't play the spirits deck. Mm-hmm. He played blue white Delver. And with, with a he bunch played, of equipment, and, and he played just yeah. old school Delver with Thought Scours, which is amazing against any Delver mirror. Any Delver mirror. So yeah. he also had a sideboard that was like, it was ten, it was ten different cards in a fifteen card sideboard. Yeah, that's also fine. That's what most of the Delver what, looks, this yeah. look like because they, they dig their... so much. They're playing with right. four taxing pros, they're playing four ponders, they're playing four Thought Scours. You're playing with four Snapcasters. Like you're burying cards and you're digging. So you don't care if you bury your cards if they're one of us because you just snap caster them back, or or you take them because you knew that that was the one card you needed. No, so that's not the yeah, way I'm, Thought Scour works. Well, it's the way Thought the, Scour, it's the way Ponder works. Well, right, right. But I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. You have dig cards and then you have stuff that buries your cards. Sure, but you don't care so if you, you bury them. So you snap it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, like I can respect it. I just I like the versatility of having so many options in your board. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's awesome. I mean, that's what Finkel did. Like that's you know we're not Finkel, but. The the people who helped design the deck that Finkel played, so uh, I mean they just wanted to have a whole mess of just answers. Well, Facebook was... wants to know that if uh, when you when the wheels fall off, was it because you sharded yourself? <laughs> uh, the wheels fell off. Probably like in like I woke up super early for day two. Yeah, and I'm just not a morning person, so I go my first mound round against Delver, sure, which I feel great about because I just have a deck that's meant to grind out Delver, sure. Um, I get stuck on two lands game one. Ooh. Um, I keep a two lander, um, and just don't draw any more lands. Yikes. Um, how not... many turns did it last? Like five, six, seven? Um, uh, the game ended with me having three lands in play and him having seven. Jesus. Uh-huh. It so... sounds like it went okay then. I mean, it sounds like, you... <laughs> no, like, I mean, for him. I had to... a lot of draws to hit a land and it just didn't. No, it sounds like, I mean, like, it sounds like you beat his first wave of attacks. Oh, like, like, yeah. I mean, it like, wasn't like you were doing out, anything. Like, I, I drew some too... stuff. Like, yeah. I drew, like, a ratchet bomb, and, like, I think that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. a tragic oh. slip. I tragic slip something. So, I mean, like, I bought a little bit of time against him. 
but sweet, sweet. Um, game three, a uh, game two was just a shitstorm. Like, like he just got every like he played five counters against me without Yikes. Snapcaster. Ooh. Like I was just like okay, like I went sphere. He was like counter. I was like okay, untap, played a couple lands, solemn. He's like counter, cool, Fine. untap, play land, solemn, counter, okay, untap, play land, curse of death hold, counter, wow, cool, untap, play worm coil, counter. Like you got what it, the you got fuck? it. <laughs> you, you just, just have it, man. <laughs> oh, uh, I wanted to. Uh, no, no. Tell- to be fair, to be fair, it was a vapor stag that cut the worm coil. Oh, when he had lethal on the board. Oh so. boy. Oh gosh. So. You're so lucky, then. It um, so- sounds like a poke in the eye to me. <laughs> a poke. I mean, the, the guy was super nice. I'm not going to hate on him for getting, like, the nut straw against me. Like, he was like, yeah, but I didn't have any pressure. I was like, guess what? You didn't need it. Yeah. Like, he, we, like we were talking about it afterwards. I was like, just every fifty, just every that card shit. that you yeah. just, every sideboard card ever. And he was just like, I mean, I didn't have any pressure. And I was like, I mean. <laughs> Chris Burroughs, do you think we should let him in on the tech? On, on our secret deck? I, I don't, that deck we, is super we'll, secret. We'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that uh, later. We'll get to that later. Right. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, okay. No, but uh, the, the Stonehorn is it's it's a, it's really super tech. We're gonna let it in for people who want to listen to the whole cast. Listen to the whole piece of shit before they get the gem at the end. <laughs> um, I was seriously considering playing when me and Plier were brewing for what we wanted to play. Um, four face shields, four Stonehorn dignitaries, three vencers, four burial rites. Okay, that sounds like the dumbest deck in the room. I mean. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Have you ever met me? <laughs> so, so, like, face shield gives your guy protection. I from love color. face shield gives a permanent it's that so you control right protection from a color of your choice. Yeah, and if you have fateful hour, it protects all of your permanents from that color. So basically, your so the deck- point is that you just run out of Stonehorn dignitary, mm-hmm. and then you just run out of Venser. Mm-hmm. You should protect made whichever James piece. Play these. Okay, you just protect whichever whichever one they try to stop. Okay, but like, how do you win? Um, with whatever fatty control you wanted, I you was have, thinking Drog Scroll Reaver. So I was thinking Drog Scroll Reaver. Also, I'm pretty sure your <laughs> Venser emblems at some point, and you have Phantasmal images, so you just use the image on the turn that you have the the emblem, it's and you're like huh? emblem. You're it's like, like you just shell it with, with whatever you want. You're you, like you, I mean, the whole thing is that you just play Stonelock, Stonehorn Lock, and then whatever else you want to kill them right. with, you just figure it out. Right. I think the best way is to have four phantasmal images. So you Venser emblem, and in the turn you Venser emblem, you're like phantasmal image, uh, exiling one of your permanents and copying the stone horn. So then you don't miss the turn, and then you get to Venser up again. This sounds terrible. It sounds. This really, sounds like the worst. It's deck really, I've ever really good. Okay, about. it's really good. Bampod oh has it in it already. I'd rather. Really I would rather play uh, fifty forests, four lost in the woods, and like I don't know. Like six like bird effects, six other cards of your choosing. So in you my deck. ramp into your lost like, in the woods. Probably Spoiler. like probably like four clinging mists and two fogs. Nope, it's all birds. And then you just choose to draw every game, or play. You just, what? Wait, how do you mill them out? Okay, you, we gotta play. Have, we gotta play sixty-two. You have to be gotta, like. You just gotta be safe. I don't want to do the math, so just play sixty-two cards. Like, I mean, screw it. Like, honestly, like, I'm... All right. Well, come on, come I on. like our idea better than that. All right. Well, but, I mean, like, that's honestly what your deck sounds like to me. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to like shit all over it but it sounds goddamn right. well seeing as there seeing as there's eight uh clone Ugh. effects there's eight clone effects you don't even have to play image you can just play metamorph and it would actually just be good enough but Ugh. i mean regardless, i mean that being said i didn't sleep yeah, it up and okay, play okay. It. i mean like you didn't play it so i mean but it was a serious consideration oh jeez it's not god awful um it's I'm glad awful you didn't. it's I'm it's awful versus blue black control 
Um, I honestly can't imagine. Because they drown I can't, I, In all honesty, I cannot imagine a line of play where any other deck beats me. Right. And I'm not even kidding. Because they always drown Yaryu out in the blue-black deck. Blue-black control, I think, is the only deck that even has a chance of beating that deck. Like, not close. Decks that play, like, removal for your Stonehorn Dignitary? Cool. That's why I'm playing four burial rights and shields, face shields. So anyway, I, I'm I'm without words. On the way, I know the, you I, don't understand the metagame. Uh, on the drive, where, where the entire metagame is creatures turning sideways. When you take that away from them, they cannot win. Uh, it just sounds so bad. Delver, it's amazing against Delver because their removal is Vapor Snag. Cool, go ahead and Vapor Snag my my Stonehorn. It dude. just it hurts. <laughs> like, seems good. It hurts so bad. No, I mean it's just like stuff like that. When you you just <laughs> when you understand a metagame in a certain way, you understand which way to attack it. And that was one of the ways that I wanted to attack it. It was just really bad against blue black control, and I which didn't... happened to be reasonably successful this weekend. So. Well, all the pros started talking about it like right before, and like, my deck is awful against that deck too. But I felt like it was good enough against everything else. So, so on the drive up to this place from uh, Richmond, uh, we got caught in some traffic. Uh, because of the weather and because of John Davis, but that's a whole different story. Uh, did John Davis cause the traffic? He did. His car blew All out right. a tire on cool. the no. road that we were yep. driving. That sounds yeah. really. That sounds yeah. about right. Yep. Tell me about that. Backed yeah, up did. the whole interstate, made multiple people late to the Grand Prix. He actually, he actually Thanks, John. crashed in our room. Thanks, John. And he didn't say anything about that. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, no, it's so, it's not that weird. I wouldn't know enough to something like that. <laughs> I mean, at least not on that weekend. So. Uh, <laughs> So on the way up, I was delirious from lack of sleep, and uh, they woke me up in the middle of the car, and they were like, hey, what are you playing? Are you playing Gathered Town- Townsfolk? Are you playing Thalia? And I was like, well, man, I really like Thalia. I mean, Gathered Townsfolk is cool and all, and I guess it's really good when you got in a race because of, and I couldn't think of uh, Fateful Hour. I couldn't think of the mechanic name. So I was like, uh, you mean, I mean, the Desperation Clause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And desperation clause seems like a much better mechanic. <laughs> As the kind of guy who Mayflower? Oh, you mean desperation, desperation clause? clause. <laughs> As the kind of guy who makes the name up for cards on a regular basis and isn't even close. Like <coughs> normally if you're going to make up the name of a card, you have like at least one of the words right. of the card in the name. Nope. No, I'll just go like completely <laughs> off the deep end. All I can remember is the idea of the thought. Well, I, I still don't I, I have it boarded. I have it uh proxied in this deck as um uh what's the name of the the land I have in here? I'm going to find it. Uh, uh Vault of the Archangels. Vault uh, of no, I have a I have it proxied as Mog Hollows. And so I've just, like, known it as Mog Hollows for, like, a long time, because, I don't know, like, that's, that's like, the card. And so I've, like, named it, like, Angel City, it, like, I've named it, uh, um, Avacyn's Release, like, just, like, <laughs> just, like, the weird, just, like, the uh, weirdest name. Like, I mean, because, uh. like, who cares what the name is? Like, you get it, like, right? Like I'm just gonna like Avacyn's release you. That's like a card. I, guess. I get like <laughs> whatever. Like Avacyn a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Right? Avacyn's a chick. Yeah. Yeah. She's an angel. She's a girl so, angel. I mean, she's, she's a gusher. She's ooh, she's a squirter. Squirter. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, releasing of Avacyn. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, so um, you locked up in you locked up in the hell vault for a long time. <laughs> you mean the party rock? Party <laughs> rock. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone 
one gets locked in here. It's a gay old time. <laughs> the party rock. <laughs> wow. So, uh, D-Sale, you played at game day, right? I did, but you guys don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I do. Come no, on. We, 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 I helped you build that deck. It no, was so you, good. Nah, no, I built this. It's like this my deck, but uh, really half bad. Half the cards in that deck is what we talked about the night before. Yeah, you Except helped. that you played with awful cards instead of good cards. Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. You helped me build it in as far as you lent me three Scurse Deck High Priests. Well, I was see, saying, that's as I was far saying, as we were, I was helping that we should do, me you got. We should play a black-white <laughs> deck that played with Fume Spitter. Turn one Fume Spitter. Yeah. Turn two Scurse Deck High Priest. Mm-hmm. Turn three Blade Splicer. Mm-hmm. Kill something. Make a 5-5. Five, five. Okay, I I didn't play any of those cards. Yeah, well, you uh, you should have played Blade Splicer. You should have played Blade Splicers. You I did play to... High Priest, and you just played with awful one yeah, drops see, instead of Morbid Enabler. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, Fume Spitter's pretty good, but like I couldn't find enough of them, and I was like, I still have all this like white stuff from my state's deck, so like Scourge Deck High Priest is a human. We should just take advantage of that, and so. I like jam some mortar pods in there to get my to get my morbid on. That's kind of like a fume spitter, right? And then it's not on curve. But and whatever. then like I played some <laughs> I played some champion of the parishes and some Gideon's law keepers, and then like I had gather the town smoke because that like turns on my more like if morbid gets turned on. So I can, you were like, just like a bad human dude. Deck. You were like a human deck with like the good humans cards and some of the bad ones, like like wake like, dancer. Wake right. Dancer was really good for me. Right, well, should have should have just been. Tell a, me, tell me about Wake Dancer. Uh, Wake Dancer is a three mana two two human shaman. She's in black, and when she's morbid, she makes a two two zombie. Also, uh, this card is not good. I lied. Don't play this card. It should yeah, just be Blade Splicer. Um, you're gonna you see this. You're it. gonna see this card in my deck list, and you're gonna be like, hmm. And you should probably be like, hmm, because. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any Blade Splicer, so, like, what was I supposed to do? I found the next best thing. Like, it's a human. It makes another token. It's really satisfying when you play it. And plus, your opponent goes, hmm? So, like, I mean, honestly, what more could you want from game day? I mean, that's all I ever want from GPs. Like, I, I'm just, like, I, I didn't win the champion playmat. I didn't get the exclusive playmat that they, well, pla- they plastered in giant letters across the bottom champion. of it. Champion. And it's the Champion. sick art. It's a sick art from a uh, Thraben heretic. heretic. And like it's a Thra- like the art is really cool. That's looks, really sick art. Good. It's just this hot chick just no. burning corpses. It's and like, the, and here's the, a torch. I'm setting things on fire. The uh, uh, flavor text on it is also about burning corpses, which yeah. is the coolest part. <laughs> the truth, the truth be told, I almost She's put like a, no way that these necromancers are going to get our corpses. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. I really did almost put her in my sideboard for the weekend, and then I realized I had grand abolishers, so. She didn't make the cut. And I just played Nala spell bombs, but I like I really wanted to play this Draven Heretic. Like I, I think that card well, is what, me and uh, okay. me and Clear were talking about it on Facebook. Um, playing Draven uh, Heretic was good against um, frights. Frights. Now he tried to sell me on it, but what I found out, what I realized at in like because that morning again, delirious on sleep, he was like Draven Heretic. Do you have any? And I was like, I have zero. And he was like, Well. Give me some. I'm gonna put it in the sideboard of my deck, and I was like, "That's really cool." I, I actually, I'd never thought about that before. That sounds really good in my humans deck. And then I thought about it and thought well, about it. I tried on to the talk them out of it. But the thing is, frights. If the, if you start messing with their graveyard, they're supposed to just be like slam mana dudes till they hard cast everything. Right. Well, what I told him was that if you're on, if they're on the play. And you go turn two Thraben Heretic, they can still just turn four. Right. They can just still just turn three uh Elish Norn. It doesn't like, actually beat them. Yeah. Like, it's it's also very awkward because like even if even if she goes active, like even if she's active and they're gonna like make the thing, sometimes they just have 
more targets than you can target. That's like, not the way that it works. I, I know it's like, but like at the same time, like think about it. You're playing a grizzly bear. You want to be aggressive with that grizzly bear, and like now you're just going to hold it up to tap it all the time. Well, no, there's just you, better options. You only to, you only to do the same you only effect. hold it back when they are threatening. Unburial. Sure, like you don't have right, to worry right. about holding her up if they don't have any black mana in play. But that's and all the time. Have, right. That's not all the that time. Is the mana base the is so wonky. Yeah. Like I told yeah, you how I beat really Freets. I beat a pro playing Freets because I killed his birds of paradise. God, right. Their mana is so bad. They're the mana in that deck is awful. Like, like I'm not I'm not faulting him at all. I'm saying like the deck is just wonky. Right. It's yeah. just bad, right? Like it's so hard to cast. The thing is, I it plays with so many mana accelerants because it needs those mana. I actually told other people I was like, jam. The, because honestly, the deck, the mana base, if you draw the mana perfectly, and if you just run hot all day, then cool. The things that beat you all cost one. So I was like, jam four mental misstep into the sideboard of your deck and hope you get lucky all day. Because as long as you hit your mana on time and then you mental misstep all of their graph digger cage, uh, what's that? Surgical Extraction, uh, Nile Spell Bomb, hits all three of those. Also hits mana dorks in the mirror. Like, it's insane. You just have to jam four mental misstep. Actually, to be honest, I jammed four mental misstep inside of my sideboard because it was good against fucking everything. I thought it seems well, decent. I mean, uh, I, I played Freets three times on the day. I beat it twice. Wow, really? Um, three times, really? Yeah, I played Freets three well, times. Well, like people were saying, like, oh, that's going to be a fringe deck. I don't think you'll play it that much because, like, we were testing with and against it, mm-hmm. and I, like clearly, it showed up to this tournament. Yeah, one one guy top eighted with it. Like it, it was a it's a strong deck. Like it's it's the combo deck of the format right now. It's the one that ignores your opponent and just makes huge things. It's it's what Havan Golich wishes he could be. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Is that like um, I don't know? Heartless Summoning crushed. I the mean, last, like the Star City Games event. Two Heartless wanna, Summoning decks were in the top eight. Yeah, I, like I don't want to burn. Like Heartless Summoning is a real thing, and Ali Andrazi doesn't like. It, he's a brewer, but he makes real decks. Like, and uh, I don't no, know. Th- like, like there's something for se- there's something there. to be said for like. I feel like brewers get a bad name sometimes because like you want to play other strategies, you want to play fringe cards. And so many times when when just random dude on the internet wants to just, like, build his deck and then post it for everyone to see, it always looks terrible because he has no idea what he's doing. And, like, bad players have a tendency to just play bad cards. I played Wake Dancer. I understood it was a bad card. I knew this going in. I didn't have any... Like, I was going to play 18-person tournaments. I wasn't going to a 1,600-player tournament. Like, clearly, I would have the Blade Splicers and, like... I don't know. Like, the strategy could be real. Me and Casby talked about how it could be real. It wasn't real. I played it in a fun, stupid, goofy way, and I had a ton of fun doing it. But, like, when these guys go to a big tournament and they, they, you know, they put in the time and effort to make a good deck, like, it can play French cards and just catch people so off guard. Like, Casby played this, like, the Steel Hellkite Venser play? It sounds, like, really, really dumb, but well, you, Venser like, never makes my things unblockable unless, unless it, it's killing them. Unless, unless it's a steel Hellkite, son. <laughs> I mean, but, like, it's it's that kind of play that just, like, it's that added, like, that small amount of added depth that just is really good. Well, the, like, I the love, reason I that, that I beat, you know, one of my opponents and, like, I, they had, they kept on leaving up a, a single Lingering Souls token. It was it was actually Hunt. He, he kept on, he had mm-hmm. a, a Lingering Souls that he played, and he was swinging with one of the tokens at me, at my Planeswalker, at Tezzeret, yeah. and then holding the other one back up from uh, an Ink Moth Nexus. Sure. So I had poked him a couple times with Ink Moth Nexus, and I just kept on drawing, like, uh, ramp spells with my um, 
with Tezzeret. I was digging and I was like, sure, Sphere of the Suns, dig, Sears, Christine, Christine Talisman. Talisman, sure. So I got to the point where I had one card left in my hand and he had no cards in his hand. And it was just a board of like just like my dirtily stuff, and he kept on keeping my Tezzeret in check, so I couldn't ulti him. Sure. So I was just like, "All right, well, I guess I'll just play this last card in my hand. I'll O-ring your token." Mm. He's like, "Okay." And I had a naked battle sphere or uh, uh, batter skull on the board. I was gonna say you have a battle sphere. Uh, bat- in your deck? Uh, naked batter skull. Okay, on the yeah, board. batter skull. Sure. So it was, it was without the germ, so sure. it wasn't doing anything. You just um, slammed it on. So something? I just uh, activated Inkmoth Nexus. Slammed it on there. Put it on there Ba-bow. and made it a, a five-five. With Tezzeret's ability, negative one him. So, nine so I was like, you. I swing for nine. Nine you. And so he just looked at it for a second. He's like, yeah, that brings me 11 poison, doesn't it? I was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> He's like, all right. So, I mean, but that's like just having like just weird angles of play is like yeah. what I think is like really fun about like just really dirtily weird. So you had deck. 10 like, mana on the board and you were like, I'm going to use it all to kill you. Is what you're trying to tell us. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I agree. mean... I just I just want to give myself a shout out. Like one of the best things my deck could do, at, like in the long game in the control game, is like I had Mortarpod in my black white humans morbid theme deck, mm-hmm. and like Mortarpod was one of the best cards in my deck. So there were a couple times where I just like Mortarpod you out, just like throw like you're at six, and I just happen to have like six guys to throw at you, mm-hmm. and like it takes two turns, but you end up dying because you're some kind of deck that can't stop that. And other times, the Vault of the Archangel yes. uh, gives the guy Death Touch. You just, like, Mortar Pod their guy to death. Oh, and, my god! Like, it, like... It's like a build-your-own yeah, like, spark maze, like, kind of. Like, I understand Ooh. that this is not, like, mind-blowing to expert players or anything, but it's, like, something that people don't think about all the time. It's just, so like, this, it's just, like, this little niche thing. And, I mean, if both players are kind of stalled... And, like, at one point, I killed an 8 8 Elite Inquisitor that my deck had no way of dealing with other than this. Mortar Pod Death Touch. Other, like, <laughs> Mortar Pod Death Touch, like, gain up one life and kill your 8 8 First Striker. Like, I, I don't know. And I, I just, I love cool plays like that. It just makes me happy. I want more people to make really cool plays. I love Last Night Information, I love it to death. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Saying it was your fault Although you could have done more Oh, you're so naive Yes, so How could this be done With such a smiling sweetheart Oh, and your sweet and pretty face It's such a lovely way Something so beautiful Oh, that every time I look so that that was the weird. I was gonna say, <laughs> explain shit. all the weirdness. God of that damn, that's really fucking weird. So I had to block like that, and he was just like he didn't understand that his dude wouldn't come back because he was like he's gonna get the infect from the ink bath. Oh like, no, 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 he's no, not. No, stay based. Yeah. So awkward. Took a lot of to him. Did you have to call a judge? He. I mean, I, was, I told him I was fine. I told. I, I explained it to him. I was like, I, it's it's kind of a complex interaction. I feel fine. So so he did get a judge. Yeah, and bravo, bra- yeah. thank you. Good on I, that like, guy yeah. for actually. I mean, I told him I was like, I understand if you don't believe me, we can call a judge. Just, I, like, I didn't believe it either when I first. The know, so. the number of people because like it is sort of a complicated interaction it is. with with just like the unearth or what's it, uh, undying. Mm-hmm. It's just like such a complicated be, because of the previous set and like just like weird niche interactions of like black suns in it and infect creatures and 
other stuff. like just like <laughs> stuff that gives plus one plus one counters. Like it's just like so many different things that can happen to it that uh, I'm I'm honestly a little surprised that they were willing to make a mechanic like that because it's it seems like the kind of thing that's too complex. Like it's a little bit too rulesy for people to grasp and. The fact that that guy was actually willing to call a judge, like, some people are just, like, they just want to be a nice guy, or they, like, they don't understand entirely, so they just take your word for it, and... Well, that, that being that's said, like... That's bad. It's, don't it, do well, that. Your opponent is not your friend. It's He's true. your opponent. Well, that being said, like, we're not... I mean, for the most part, you don't want to assume that your opponent's going to do that, but you, you should, if you don't know an interaction... Like, if your opponent explains to you something that you know is correct the way that they're explaining it like okay that's fine but if you don't believe them call a judge like right exactly you know like you just always should yeah. in fact let me just as a judge put this out there i hope to any of you listening to this please god if you have some kind of like broken game state violation or something with your board just call a judge just let the judge fix it and give you the fucking warning it's like where you notice that like oh i was supposed to put a plus one plus one counter on my champion of the parish but we didn't but we didn't no 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 no. like it's, it's no no it's worse it's, than that like because minor some, things? something as simple as that can be because that's not a may like the, the players that's not can, a may like, if you read champion of the parish you just have to do it that's not a big deal like if i wanted to be a total but, dick i could get a judge but but we, if it we was even players worse, could agree let me give it to you even worse let's say you had to put a uh, plus one plus one champion uh, counter on that champion of the parish, but then he attacked, and then he killed a guy. Except he traded with that guy. But you're supposed to have a uh, plus one plus one counter on that guy. So he was supposed to live. He's supposed to live. Call a judge. Just call a judge, man. Because how and, many times have you fixed that situation? Then you feel, and then you're later. You're like, oh, we got in this really other complicated situation. And you're like, oh shit, we should have called a judge the first time, but the second time, holy fuck, everything's broken. Like. Just fucking call a judge. Like we're playing, we're playing like really bad. Like we're playing worse than bad. Like any <laughs> of you. Like no, no. And there's and there's a fair amount of bad players, and there's a fair amount of good players that miss shit too. But the thing is, like, if you have a problem like that, please, by all means, call a judge the first time so we can help you. We just want to help. Well, real quick, real quick. I think we're getting ready to go take a break. Real quick, uh, we're going to come that. back. We're going to talk about modern a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the last couple Star City events. We haven't talked about modern at all. We haven't talked about modern at all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, happy day. Yes. We have PTQ this weekend, so mm. I'm ready to talk about it a little bit. Yes. So, um, we'll be back in a few minutes. Going to smoke a cigarette, get some cancer. And, Please uh, do. Enjoy. Oh, my God. Get some booze. booze. Cancer on my left ass cheek. Like, no, no, no. Wait, here, let, let me. DCL. Cancer on my left. Has like this liquor on my right. bourbon called Look. Red Stag. It's so bad. It's so bad, guys. I'll drink it all for you. It's okay. Look. Because Chris Burroughs is a 16-year-old girl that you're trying to get drunk. That's, like, that's right, that's, baby. That, I feel like that's why they made it's that drink. The, Obviously. That's just for pedophiles have, who's trying to get little kids drunk. I'm it's just in like, love with popping your cherry. Look, like, I I feel like I've had to pay for this every single time you've ever drank it. It was, it was like, a month ago that I bought it, and, like, it's slowly going down. You can pay for like, it every like, time I drink every, it. But, like, every time you drink it, I have to hear about how bad it is. Just stop drinking it. I can't. Ah, well then, there's, there's no right? could oh, you pay for it every time I feel like drinking it? <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. Wow. Wow, just oh, turn it around on me. God, every time. Good guys have to take what they find. You never have to wonder. It hurts when you're kind. Goodbye, scary monsters in my Oh, yeah. 
Welcome back. Uh, break is over. We are here to go, ready to go. Um, we got, we got, we got things to talk about. We got we're gonna close. We got uh, fixes. Uh, we're feeling a little, we're feeling a little frosty, a little spicy. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and get this shit right the fuck done. Exactly. How about that? That's what I like to uh, hear. I think that's like verbatim what I said. Um, Agreed. So, uh, so standard. Basically, it's uh, we're, we're gonna touch a little bit on Cincinnati, Memphis. We haven't talked in like cast it in like I don't know a while because of technical difficulties and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. Like even you know you were saying earlier how like the these Star City events seem like they're just they awful now weak. because all the pros are going to the GPs. Seem pretty weak. Which may or may not be true. I mean, I think like, good players are still winning. They're still doing well. They're just not like pros. Okay. And that being said, I, I don't think these things were ever catered to be pro-ridden type of events. Can I just say that I would expect the events to be won by the best player there? And if the best players don't, like, they're all showing up to the GPs, all the people that I think are actually, like, respectable players, or at least players that are on their way to the Pro Tour, are not even showing to the Star City events. Okay, so they're softer fields. It seems like real, real soft. So you can pick and choose your battles. You have the option of going to Memphis, or you have the option of going to Baltimore. And that's where I'm saying, I I don't even want to go to these fucking GPs anymore. I just want to go to these fucking Star City events and wreck them. Well, I mean, have you seen the people that, like, I, I hate to be judging books by their covers, but I don't want to be like I knew that I knew that uh, the draft opens had already been soft fields, and then I look at some of the people that are winning these 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 events, and the guy looks like he's wearing his sunglasses at night, and I'm really worried about him. I like I'm I, about that guy, Chris, Chris Burrows. I wear my sunglasses at night, See? and you know that's true. I also worry about you. I also I also wear a cap that makes me look like a giant douchebag. Like I'm just saying, are they all D-sale lookalikes or copycats? I mean, I'm just saying, I follow the Star City Game Circuit very closely, and I have been very impressed with their attire. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, on fashion alone, like A plus. Uh, that's just that's just got to be you know the tip top of, of. They are they are the pinnacle of magic fashion. Right? Agreed. Yeah, I love this it. This guy had a feather in his cap. Oh my! Did you see that the winner? I did. Was I saw fingerless gloves. And he, he had a scared. His cap. picture scared me. I had nightmares. <laughs> but anyways, like, the like point the is op- that's like the opposite of steampunk. The point is, it's like he tried so hard to be steampunk and then just failed so miserably. Steam- it doesn't matter. They're moving on. These guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, even looking at the GP Baltimore listings, like it had five different decks in the top eight. Like red deck wins won like Cincinnati. Star City games, no, no, like you know what? Memphis was won by like you know your blue eyed humans deck, but in the top eight there was two different builds yeah. of Heartless Summoning. There was Delver, three, three was, in last week. Well, there was the six, Memphis seven, one, and eight were all right, but they weren't all different builds. There were only two different builds. Okay, there two that are very you're, similar. You're right, you're right. Um, so I mean, it's it's a very open meta game. Like we have so many different decks right now, it's right. awesome. But um, like who won doesn't really matter. They're like not to say they're nobodies, but like nobody knows. They're who people they are. that, that yeah. haven't been continual. <laughs> also, they're not continual winners. It's been so long that I mean, no, I, Memphis, well, Memphis was this weekend. Memphis was this weekend. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, for us, we haven't been here in a while. It's just like it's it's, it's hard for us to catch up on everything on the. Cast, it's been a whole so. three days. I don't know if I can pay attention to these people. <laughs> But no, I mean, like in closing, standards really open. It's really fun. I feel like DCL. Like I, I tried to drag him out. Like all of us went to Baltimore. And I was like, DCL, you should just come out. And he's like, I don't have a grasp of the format. I'm not going to do well. It's like, well, probably not. None of us are going to do well. Just come out. You should just come because we're all going. We're right. having fun. 
And he just didn't feel like it, which is fine. He just didn't want to do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, DCL was kind of taking care of some stuff this weekend, getting the computers fixed, and he had time to, to sit in some game days and crush their faces with some black-white. He was, got some. It was super good. good. It was super good. Good on sale for staying here and taking care of that. But, um... I don't know, but what we have to prepare for now is the PTQ circuit. I feel uh, like you guys have hated yeah. on Modern so long. Uh, well, I, and I'm finally no, no, getting no, my right, come right, up. Help us right, like right. it better. I still hate Modern. No. I, I still hate Modern. I got to play in that one Modern event. I just wanted to play Geist. That was the same trap? That's all it came down to. I just that wanted to it. play Geist. That's and sick. it seemed like Geist did an Elspeth. It was pretty sick. Boom! I thought I came up with it. D-Cell came Take up with eight. it. So D-Cell gave me the idea for it um, <laughs> unfortunately uh, so what we played was sovereigns of, like the the original kernel of the idea was like you activate ink moth nexus attack with a sovereign that was on the board that was and then, good that's and then I, they take 11 infect damage out of nowhere and they die right um that was the original idea of the deck um i'm really scared to ever try to play a deck like that, that <laughs> mostly because the path other the uh, well no just the other decks in the format Path's like, so like good. path to exile is not showing up a tremendous amount it in probably the deck right now. what it's but, four of intron pretty, yeah <laughs> is, it, is it a four yeah. it really is okay. yeah okay i like, feel like blue eye tron is probably one of the better decks of the format I mean, right now I, mean, I think that's what i'm going the, the problem is that that's just one example of a card that like shuts you down and it's the reason why like i saw lotus cobra's like on cha- like Channel Fireball was buying Lotus Cobras for four dollars, and that means they're what like a s- eight, ten, eight card. or ten dollar card right now. And so, I mean, how far has Lotus Cobra fallen? Like, it still seems like a very good card, and it seems like that that power needs to be harnessed. And Sovereigns is a, one of those decks that can do it, but golly, if it's just not the the most vulnerable strategy you can play, and if somebody like there have been some red blue, but Blue decks popping up that play Electrolyze. Well, here's the thing. Here's I what mean, I think. I here's what I think the deck. Like you're saying, that you don't think this deck has feet. Like when a deck like Owen Turtonwald's little like dirty little zoo deck goes undefeated day one. Like sure. I know that a deck like this can still do. Uh, but a deck that. like that still plays like things like Lightning Bolt. I mean, like I, oh it, no, it, I'm just saying there's obviously some tweaks. The deck that we came up with is just straight creatures. Yeah. So like obviously it needs some tweaks. It wasn't next level Bant, and it was only next level Bant in the sense that it was. Lots of creatures into Vengevine, into Elspeth. That's the only next level bantish of it. It was more like, you know, I dropped it down to two of the Sovereigns so that we could just make it like kind of like an alternate win condition. But um, it was still very good. I used it twice. Yeah. The alternate win condition. Like, I mean, sovereigns into, into like you still have Knight of the Reliquary to go find your Ink Moth Nexus yeah. or to go find your Sajiri Step, your Tectonic Edge. Right. Like, is it, like you get the utility there. And then we still have like, uh, uh, you didn't play Tarmogoyfs, but you played... Uh, like all acceleration guys, yeah. And, well, you're and playing then, the Goyfs, and I mean that being said, I don't even think. Yeah, like I don't I even think Goyf Goyf. goes in a deck. Yeah, like, this, like when I was playing like four, I was playing four guys and four Knight of the Reliquaries. Like I think both those cards in this build were just better than Tarmogoyf. Well, because we kept going back and forth about like is Rocks Warmonk the Playable. correct choice for a deck like this, or is it Geist? Right. Because like they both offer different things. Like Rocks Warmonk's very big. He he keeps you in games. He swings a sword really well. Like he can just do all these things. And then Geist is like this army by himself. He gets to, you know, attack for huge amounts of damage. Well, what it came down to was my whole thing was going into turn one Hierarch and then turn two Geist into turn three Elspeth, swing for 10, swing for 10. Yeah. Like, that's a very fast. Is that how the math works? Five, six, four, Angel. Yeah. So your Geist is a six, six flyer. Your Angel is a four, four flyer. Yeah. Ten, you, ten, you. 
So that was that was what my game plan of the deck was. That's a pretty good draw. <laughs> it's like it's like in well, it's not it's not an unreasonable draw. Like you go, I mean, like turn one accelerant into a guy. So still, and Elspeth is still just nine damage, right? And then just going into accelerant oh, into. Did into, you have exce- uh, do you have noble hierarchy into Geist? Oh, that would have been the dirtiest. That's what, that's what it was. Oh my! That's how you swing for ten. Oh, I thought it was. Otherwise, it's for nine. Oh, you're right. So, like, I'm, I'm really scared to play a deck like that, especially seeing, like, basically, we, we built a deck, we built this deck before, not- before Lincoln ever happened. Right. And so it just, like, was uh, kind of a brew, and we, like, we built it for some random GPT or something, and, uh, you know, like, it was fun. Well, um, I just, it was I fun th- that I got to I sleep thought, up Venge Vines again. Like, yeah. I thought that it would be much better than it was, uh, after seeing a deck like, a, a, like that seismic loam deck, like yeah. uh, like Cal. Well, that's just like whole new level. Like, yeah, I'm saying like, like like I don't think a deck like ours could ever compete against something like that. Right. So I like it was fun to brew, and going into the actual PTQ season, I think I'm going to end up jumping on board with something that's actually a lot more mainstream. Yeah, and I mean you can be a hater if you want, but like there are some very good. Established. I, I mean, I, I don't I'm kind of feel on... about the the appearance of aggro in the field. I just want to know because let's talk about the uh, <clears throat> there's. I know that Zoo is an established aggro deck. I know that Malir combo combo is pretty much the only surviving combo deck besides Elves, and Elves isn't really that great. Well, I mean, and then, to be fair, Urzatron is kind of a combo, like especially with Gifts Ungiven now. Like it's just kind of like you end up Gifts Ungiven. It's it's definitely a it's definitely a like, control deck, sir. Well, no, I mean, it's like you, you end step a Gifts Ungiven for Iona and Unburial Rights. They have to choose two cards. You just pitch those two cards. Right. Then you untap and reanimate right. Iona. Right. Like, that's pretty much a combo. <laughs> I, I feel you. I do. I'm not 100% on this, but I don't think I've seen Gifts Ungiven ever used like this. I, I, um, I, LSV I, did in his no, 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 deck no, no. that he got fourth place in uh, Lincoln with. I'm saying before the modern format was birth. Traditionally, you get more value out of Gifts Ungiven, for the most part, was when you were like playing... Getting all four? Right. You would just have four options, and all if four of them were make good Make them options. choose the wrong one or right. whatever. Yeah, I get that. I but, get or that. just having it so that they couldn't choose a wrong one. It's been, her- like it's been heralded as the second coming of, of uh, Factor Fiction for a long time. Like Even when it was printed, people were like, oh my god, we get another... like. We get another draw two, like, instant speed, search your deck. Like, it does all these amazing things. And it's always been this quest to find the perfect, unbeatable four-card package that absolutely destroys your opponent. And a yeah. lot of times that involves something like a Life from the Loam or an Academy Ruins or... Uh, Turns out the uh, answer uh, of the uh, unbeatable four-card witness. combo is a two-card combo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so, I mean, wait, with the advent of Unburial Rights, like, we've seen this giant shift in... The way that that card is being played, and it's it's jumped back up to a ten dollar card. I believe it was like down to five or like five or six dollars. Yes, was kind of. I mean, like it was it was falling out of favor very rapidly, especially yeah. like after extended rotated. It didn't get played in Legacy. It's like it didn't get played in anything. So like, I'm really excited because Modern has like revitalized these cards that were falling that were like rapidly falling out of anyone's consciousness and. Magic has printed some very powerful cards. Gifts Ungiven is a very powerful card. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I'm very excited to see that you know decks are able to do that. Whether we see more bans or not, I'm not sure. Like Dread Return is already banned in the format. Right. And this feels very much like Dread I mean, Return. Like, it, it feels 
slightly like Dread Return because like the graveyard has just been proven to be this very powerful tool. Can this deck be beaten? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I mean, like any kind of deck that just wants to abuse the Urzatron, like honestly, like you're gonna tell me any deck that ever uses Urzatron as like its actual mana base is overpowered? Like really? Well, that's the thing. Like, that's we've why always I, been able to beat Urzatron. The, the Urzatron has is is like the the game B plan of LSV's deck. Like it once we got like this this unbarrel rights into Iona package, that was like the plan A. And the plan B is just play out Urzalands until you hard cast an Emrakul. Yep. And, so. and, and you're still playing a very serviceable control deck, like your blue-white control. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if you... Gosh, I really wish that... Uh, and maybe it's archived somewhere. At least the finals, I know, has been put on Wizards' YouTube channel mm-hmm. of, of the GP Lincoln. Yeah. And it's it's Birthing Pod versus uh, Seismic Assault, Life from the Loam uh, Recursion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called, it's called uh, Cal... Um, assault loam confidant, confidant assault loam, yeah. C A L call, and like so, it's Cal versus Birthing Pod, and the match is just the most. It it, it really is really if, intense. If, if you're looking for like some magic content to just watch during your day, guys, and I know there's plenty of you that just need things to fill up your time. <laughs> um, I would highly suggest going and watching that entire match because. Not only is it a good intro to like a lot of lesser known cards that might be in the modern format, it's also an incredibly well played magic. magic. It's yeah. just very good magic. It's like it also feels like very fair magic. And and sometimes magic has a tendency to feel unfair. Like like with this gifts on given deck, it just it puts a giant dude into play that it's like you can't cast any spells or like you can't kill this guy. Yeah. And you're just gonna be dead. And like that that feels kind of bad sometimes, but that's how magic is. And like if if modern is a format where they want to still enable turn four combo kills, and in a format this big, you cannot stomp out all of the combo decks. Right. There is no way to do it. Um, like as the more sets you allow, the bigger the card pool gets. There will always be combo. If you, <laughs> if you hate combo, if like if you just hate combo with a passion, modern is not the format for you. And do not go to the PTQs this uh, this season. No, you're no, gonna no, get, you're gonna get, no, you're going <laughs> to no, get combo please, to death. By, by all means, by all means, there are actually please come to the PTQ and get crushed by my combo deck. No, come please. to the PTQ and be prepared <laughs> for them. Just and be so, because like, combo actually combo is traditionally one of the decks that, or one of the kinds of decks that folds to hate cards a lot better than other kinds of right. decks. And so, like you, you see cards like uh, unfortunately, Mental Misstep got banned. Which was like it was a big pressure hose on combo in general because like a course. lot of like it just combo needs a lot of these one mana cantrip type cards or one mana ritual type cards to yeah. just do its thing. So like if mental misstep ever were to get unbanned, it like combo might actually wane uh, enormously. That's, like, that's why that's still probably wants, a bad idea. It's Wizards still a bad wants, idea, Wizards and I don't think that's going to happen. Combo to to exist. Post standard, sure, in like in like a traditional sense of sure. combo. Like, I, I, this is why they ban something like that. But like the the thing about where the, where we're at is that Owen Turtonwald took this Naya deck, or was it four color? It was it four was, color. It was like Naya. it was like it was, four, four, it was like yeah. four color zoo without tribal flame, and he didn't have tribal flame. Nope. And he went undefeated. He went undefeated on day one of the Grand Prix, and then he didn't make the top eight. And a lot of people were a little bit baffled about why, why like you know. Usually, most like at least one person that goes undefeated on the first day is going to make the top eight, and I may be wrong about this, but I believe none of the people that were undefeated on the first day actually made it. Like they all like ended up getting hated out by like other strategies, 
And it was one of the most diverse top eights we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you that, like, this format is vibrant and it has a lot of very unexplored strategies that can just do so much. And if you if you have a deck, like, if you have any deck from recent history, from the last seven or ten years of Magic that you really liked playing, it can be viable. Like, it, it might need a little bit of tweaking to do something similar to what you used to do, but, like, if you have any deck that you were absolutely in love with, you can do it. Affinity, it's here. Cobblade, it's here. Jund, it's here. Like, Pyromancer's Ascension, it's here. Uh, I, like, Zoo... It's here. Like, you could do just about anything and still have a chance at winning a tournament. And a lot of people... I I hope that you guys didn't sell your your entire collections to a vendor at some point in your Magic career. Because, like, I, yes, you might need to invest some amount of money into the, into the format to, like, get yourself back into it. But you don't need a full 40 dual lands to be in this format. Like, mm. you, you really don't. I mean, a lot of... De- I like, think LSV's deck played... Like the Urzatron, which are like twenty five cents a and piece, then like, maybe, and then like two hallowed and then fountains, like two hallowed fountains, and four yeah. celestial colonnades. Like it was just he was playing just like you know like signets and stuff that went right, a long right. way towards fixing exactly the issues. I mean, there. like if you look at the cost of a standard deck versus the cost of a modern deck, like of course there are going to be outliers on in, in both formats, but there are also budget decks that are more than capable of getting there in 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 both formats. So like. I'm really excited to see where this modern format goes, where the PTQ format goes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gearing up for for my adventures into it right now. I think I have uh, five PTQs on my schedule. So you know uh, what you're playing this weekend? Uh, up and down uh, the East Coast. I'm actually not going to get to play this weekend. Oh. Um, I have to help my mom move oh. to Washington, D.C., which is a little sad. Um, is this I, the one that's like in your backyard? This one's here. I might, yeah. like I can try to make it, but I'm pretty sure that like they want to get an early start, so we'll see. But Sorry. I don't think I'm going to end up making it to this one. Um, that being said, if I had to pick a deck right now, it would probably be Jund, and that's mostly a personal preference. Like, uh, like even with like card availability is not an issue, I'd probably play Jund. Uh, it's a very consistent deck. The mana's pretty good. It plays a lot of very powerful cards that can just punish people for bad draws. And then, in addition to that, you get disruption spells, like Liliana and Inquisition and Thoughtseize, to just, like, start picking apart people's hands. You get to, it, It's a deck that can reward skill. Right. Unlike Jund of Standard, Jund of Modern actually... Has Re- a lot more plays. Yeah, like it rewards you for playing very well and having a game plan. Well, any deck with planeswalkers, you're going to have to. It's got more decision trees than a stupid player can handle. Effectively, if, if I may quickly, uh, Lewis Scott Vargas's uh, mana base actually had uh, three Hallowed Fountain, four Celestial Colonnade, three Seagram Coast, and then five Signets, uh, four Azorius Signet, and then one Talisman of Progress. Yeah. If anyone can remember the Mirrodin Signets. Yeah. Uh, the one that did damage to you. Right. He, like, he gave up on the fourth Hollow Fountain. He's like, I'm just going to take less than two damage no. off of a Talisman like, of Progress. So, the game. Okay, so, so when Chris Casby was building his 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 deck, we were, we, he was like, oh, we're going to build this modern deck. I'm like, I was sure. like, sweet, cool. And I was like, how many Accelerants do you want to play? And he was like, well, we play four birds, four nobles, right? And I was like, well, you can consider a ninth one. I think we ended up cutting down to seven in the end. Yeah. And then we had Lotus Cobra. 
And then he was like, okay, so we were building the land. He was like, I don't know. I guess you just give me, like, a giant stack of dual lands. Like, like, <laughs> like I, I didn't you, know. Like, I think you just give me, like, every dual land available, right? Whoa. And I was like, no. I'm pretty sure I give you, like, one of each dual land and then, like, a shit ton of basics and, like, maybe, maybe like, two breeding pools or, like, two hallowed fountains. And you don't want any more than that because, uh, like, it's a big misconception about about a format like this. It was the same way in Extended. When fetch lands and dual lands are in a format together... It just hurts too much. <laughs> you're you're able to go get any mana you want all the time. So if you're looking at a hand that has, like, a, a green-white land and you're holding a Misty Rainforest and a one-drop, what do you do? Like, do you play the Temple Garden untapped, play your, play your bird, or do you crack your Misty, go get your other, go get your other dual land... That gets you. That gets you blue. Like, and these if I are, have a Lotus Cobra, then I play the Temple. Exactly. And so, like, <laughs> these are the decisions that you have to go through in your mind to figure out. Like, decks in modern are very, very complex and reward play skill. So, I would urge you. Like, I'm not trying to like downplay or like get attendance to go down for the PTQs, but I don't want you guys to get your hopes up about like to get all misty eyed about you know how this format is. It's going to be difficult. The guys that win are the, modern, the, the guys that win modern PTQs are very, very good players. And like I don't think that there is one single deck that absolutely dominates the format right now. Agreed, absolutely and, and not. Honestly, I don't think there will ever be one deck that just absolutely dominates the format. I'm really format. happy about modern because that's the case. Like if everything is viable, it's a good, healthy format. And so Please, like, come out, show me your brew. I would love to see it. I would love to play against it because, honestly, you can do anything has a chance right now. Anything has a chance. And now I'm just like a broken record, so I'm just going to stop talking unless you guys have questions. No, I mean I feel you. Welcome. No, I absolutely feel you. I I think that modern has a real chance to be a very open format and, and a much more open than standard is. And actually, I'm really proud of standard the way it is right now. I think standard is also a very open format. I think Wizards has been a, very good about keeping their formats that aren't eternal very open right now. Is this is this the success of development? They've written a couple columns. It absolutely that, is. That they finally said to themselves, you know what? Instead of instead of trying to band-aid a format when it's too late because of the way that the way that printings work and the way that you know they have to assess a metagame like great sable stag he was just too late to stop fairies like he just like he existed in the same format and he dominated them but it was too late like it was like 3 months of him dominating fairies like from them to finally stomp it out like the 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 new design philosophy is like we're going to put creeping corrosion in with the, the in the set, design. yeah, like, boom! If, if if we accidentally like made some kind of stupid artifact thing, like we, and we have an answer, yeah. blah. And so, like Grafdigger's Cage is the same card, where it's like if we accidentally made Flashback or Unearth or uh, Undying, like if Undying or Flashback became like way too powerful, like because there was some dumb synergy that like it was just like Young Wolf into Strangleroot Geist into Pyreheart Wolf. Oh, I like, love Young Wolf it, right now. And it was just like, it was way too powerful, and we didn't expect it to be. Well, I like, we do have the cards for you to try to stop it. Well, check out how cute this is. Like, Young Wolf and Pyreheart Wolf are kind of like cool cards in and of themselves. They're also wolves. Yeah. So Ammer Wolf. Wolf Lords. <laughs> like, Ammer Wolf. Wolf Lords with creatures so that don't good. die. Seems pretty good. 
Uh, I mean, if you get the if you, you know, get the sick wolf curve, if, like, if I don't, if, if, if I may, it. I feel like Immerwolf is probably one of the worst lords because Why in, do I think he's one of the best because it, he's inti- got evasion. Intimidate is probably the worst shit in, especially in colors that against creatures that have like the most creatures in those colors. Am I um, wrong? Immerwolf seems amazing. Green, green against. I've never seen an intimidate. I've never seen. <laughs> okay, I've never seen an intimidate creature that doesn't have uh, one color to intimidate with. Uh, besides this guy, and it, and it just seems worse than your average. Am I wrong? I mean, it's he's still got evasion. It, even though it's like uh, if it, uh, it just seems like the worst. They're printing kind it out can evasion. only be blocked by green and red creatures. I'm saying, like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's still like, evasion. For the lords that have done well, uh, Hexproof Evasion Lord has done pretty well. Yeah, well, he and actually has evasion. It's just flying. Colostria Highborn Zombies like, doing Yeah, like, right Death well, That t- wasn't evasion at all. Death well, Touch deal you direct evasion, damage. Right, exactly. I'm saying, Death Touch Direct Damage Lord has done pretty well. Yeah, no, yeah, the Zombie Lord seems really good. That's the Colostria Highborn. Uh, no, 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 we're talking about Diagraph Captain. That's what I'm talking about. That's the zombie lord That's there. That's the Colostra Highborn zombie lord. <laughs> I when, the, when zombies I die, word, I when the zombies zombie, die, I they lose but life. But I put it on... Uh, by the way, how many how many times have you put uh, Mortar Pod in the zombies deck? It goes in every zombie deck. That's what I thought. Uh, DCL told me otherwise this weekend. Uh, I don't think that my 18-player game day experience <laughs> is <laughs> exactly fit. relevant to the okay. metagame at large. I, I was w- just wondering, because y- you argued with me earlier about it. That was a whole different thing, though. No, you were just extremely surprised and flabbergasted by the fact that I it was... could even happen. But yes, I played against some blue-black zombie decks that I, I absolutely trounced because they didn't have mortar pods and they didn't have Skurz deck high priests. They just had like a whole bunch of cool-ass zombies that tried to kill you. I mean, be, I mean, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, there's so much room to like play around with Innistrad because it's such an incestuous set. But they give you so many things because you're just like, okay, well, maybe I'll just play heavy blue splash black. Like, mm, I can just yeah. play with like, you know, Stitch Drakes, which Stitch Drakes is a great card. Stitch Drakes that's, seems that really card good. saw constructed play back, like, right. you know, not too long ago. And I that, mean, it, like one of the de- one of the decks I played against, Casby, you'll love this. It played uh, two main deck uh, skin render. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like it's it's a zombie. If you forgot. Like, oh, I did. definitely did. Definitely I mean, didn't. So, like, you go back in time and you're like, oh, well, what other zombies can I pull? And, like, oh, that guy's, like, really good. So, I mean, like, that guy definitely stole a game from me. Like, he just, like, skin rendered my uh, champion of the parish. <laughs> and I was like, for real? Boom. And then, like, I didn't have anything big enough to block him anymore. And I was like, well. And then I died. I, I, I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> and then we sideboard. I brought in Celestial Persian. He was dead. So I mean, like, it felt real good. Did you have? <laughs> but uh, I brought in uh, four Celestial Purges. Oh, I was talking about Mirren Crusaders. Yeah. Uh, also got four of those. And skin, <laughs> just I will say Skin Render uh, and Mirren Crusader are not friends. Not friends. Nope. <laughs> My, uh, at GP Baltimore, I was not prepared at all for the Zombies deck. So I'm glad as hell I didn't have to play it. But uh, I really, if I had even thought about it, they're definitely. I, I initially my Esper deck had a Sever the Bloodline main deck. And that would have been. That's, Why didn't that's you take really it? Out? Why didn't you keep it in? Because I, I just threw it together at three in the morning. Oh. From my memory, what I had, I didn't look at any of my old deck lists. Oh, Do you gotcha. hear that, everyone that lost to Chris Casby? You got beat by <laughs> yeah, a deck that was thrown Ooh. together at three in the morning. The last minute bullshit and awesome deck. 
Uh, I but mean, by, I mean, mind you, it's been well tested by Chris Gatsby. Gatsby has been running. The I knew shit what the forever. key cards were. <laughs> so and, and like I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, but honestly, Chris Gatsby, I have to give you like serious, serious congratulations because you, like you said a couple times here, uh, once you understand the metagame and you know exactly where to go and like what cards are going to be good, a deck that you build at three in the morning is the culmination of all of that preparation. Agreed. Of, of knowing everything about the format and finally putting it together. Yeah, that's and what JD, that JD said. Like, I always kind of like doubt, but it's like, yeah, it's a binder pull, which it is. Yeah. But it's like, he was just like, yeah, it's a binder pull of, like, you knowing what to what cards are good against what. Right, like, right, right. I will say that Tragic Slip is just, like, the best spell ever. Tragic Slip is, like, the best removal spell. It's so good. Like, if you if you have access so to black, good. just play Tragic Slip. Like, that card's amazing. Like, way better so than Virulent good. Wound. Way better, better than, than, every, way better other, than Ring every other... It is the best removal every spell other. right It's now. better than Terminate. Better it's than better than every throat. other spell. Better, yeah, than, better, like, than, go for the better than Disfigure. Like, every one-mana removal. Maybe, maybe third place to Path of Exile and Swords of Postures. Like, no kidding. It's that good. Like, Tragic Slip wow. is amazing. Like, Tragic Slip is so good. It does exactly what you want it to do when you want it to do as long as you have the setup to do it correctly. That's would you, true. Would you, would you play it in Modern? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm just curious if... if like, if, if, if it was on par for Modern. Like, it, it's, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I, I plan on playing... Really quickly. I plan on playing Blue-White Tron, so I'm probably not going to play it in Modern. If I may. But, you know, if I was playing Esper Tron for some reason, I would absolutely play it. If I may, let's... For, for the sake of our... Uh, Facebook and Twitter family. Uh, they want to know, if you're going to play aggro in modern, would you play Owen Turtonwald's deck, or would you fi- play something else? All right. Can we can we lightning round these? I just, I just want yeah, like, to knock quick, them out. No, just knock them out. Uh, Go. Owen Turtonwald's Naya aggro deck is a good deck. It's real. I don't think you'll win a PTQ with it. I would not play it. If I were playing aggro, I'd play red-green aggro. Um, JT Mateo, um, uh, JT Mao. Yeah, um, yeah, had wow. talked to me. He didn't send me a list or anything, but he got me thinking about it. And I was just like, yeah, Goblin Guide into Stringer Root Guide into like, you know, Hell's Thunder or something like that. Yeah. That's a pretty ridiculous curve. Sounds pretty good. Like, that's just dumb. And then, like, capping off your curve at like Bloodbraid Elf, like, pretty stupid. Um, if I were going to play Aggro, I'd probably go something like that. Next question. All right. So, uh, let me see. Uh, Ravnica Draft, because we're still talking about the Scrubland Invitational Charles okay. League. I got, I got confirmation from Charles League. Uh, He's got the packs. He does. Oh, oh no. He bought it already. All right. Yeah. So here's the skinny on the Charles League Presents Drafting with Scrubland Invitational 2012, 2012 which has a dumb, Ridiculous long acronym, acronym that he'll spam you with every chance he gets. <laughs> um, if you're interested in coming to... Charles League's birthday party that involves an invitational draft with Scrubland. Uh, you can come regardless, but if you want to be dumb, part of the main event and and dumb dance dance revolution and binge drinking and, yeah. and beer you pong. know like and beer pong and you know God. just beer pong just like fucking frat kids Jesus. that <laughs> debauchery will be had if you are interested in this. Charles League has said that it is a celebration of his birth. And that anyone that wants to come and celebrate that with him is welcome. Agreed. Therefore, we will be posting details as to the date and location of this party. If you there, would like you. to come, feel free to come. If you it, be warned, it's in Ashland, Virginia, which is out in the sticks. It's it's north of Richmond, Virginia. So By almost an hour. I mean, no, about hey man, half an hour. Sure. Hey man, if you want to come party and come on you're, down, the and you're not right. driving home. 
There's a there's we'll a days in. There's we'll a days in, and there's also a days in like half a mile from his house. We can do that. We can put you up there. We can put you up in the days in. I'll pitch a tent in the front yard. Agreed. Fuck it. <laughs> Like, I'm not. I'm not paying for anyone to stay at the dance. <laughs> no, no, yeah. definitely not. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, we I can mean, tell you to stay there. That's pushing, putting you up there. Like honestly, I mean, like, come on. But uh, what is come it? On. It's every Sunday in March is the qualifiers for agreed. Uh, this and the, invitational and they're draft qualifiers, right? Yes, yeah, they're drafting. They drafting. It's going to be drafting at the time capsule. Dark Ascension and Estrada and Estrada at the time capsule. Yep. And the winner will receive an invitation at two in o'clock. addition to prize support. So it's probably going to be like. 10 packs or something like that. Sure, sure, sure. Based on the so, size that they usually are. So. That's, that's our local plug. Come get yours. Local plug. Because we're going to be come, there. Come watch Kaz be dirtle his way through and an awful draft. God so, damn it. I, I already, really hope I don't die this year. I already set you guys up for the other questions. You answered them during the cast. Sure. Um... You can read them. You can read them out if you want to give shout outs. Oh, if you, you want me to give you... I'll just... I'll just... If, if we've covered them, I'm just going to say pass. Okay. All right. Uh, Peter Madougal... Uh, let let me drink one of those beer of the weeks. No, uh, never gonna um, happen. You, you can buy them yourself. Uh, also, if you want to come to Richmond, Virginia, still not gonna happen. <laughs> go buy them yourself. You, <laughs> or give, Josh, or, or go buy me a beer of the week. You can partake of five of them, and I'll have one. Josh Oerther, LSV's blue white Tron deck from GB Hoth slash GP Lincoln. Uh, we barf. already talked about that. Barf. Uh, Scott Ranweiler, tell us how great, how much of a piece of garbage that randomly list is in standard. Uh, Casby covered that shit. <laughs> it's uh, not shit. And that's really good. No, no, no. You ran that shit in the ground, did you not? Uh, well, no. When they got good draws against me, it was just perfect. I mean, when I saw them in game ones, the game ones seemed really good. The problem is, the hate that is against that deck is so ridiculously good. And like I said, jam four mental missteps, you wreck most of the hate. But the problem is... They didn't. You have to hit them with the mental missteps. Yeah. Okay, so... You have to draw them. So the lesson here is really good the first week. It debuts at the Pro Tour. Right, and then sort after of, that... Sort of good. I mean, it's still top next, Sort of good the next week at GP Baltimore. Agreed. If you're going to try to play it next week, prepare to get Nile Spellbombed or various fate I mean, hate please, carded absolutely to death. Please jam all four of those mental missteps in your sideboard. You're going to need them. Next uh, question. Sean McClay, for the love of God, don't talk about the playmat. Mm, okay, we won't. No, no, no. We Next won't. question. I found out about the playmat today. Yeah, we'll save it. I saw no, no, it. Come on, we got and it. I'm mad right. because that that's a beautiful playmat. I don't care what don't the think... subject matter is. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is like, a okay. I'm a big First Amendment type person. I don't care. Sure. I, I don't Freedom like stifling. Speech. I don't like stifling of artistic expression whatsoever. I understand the whole point of like, oh, like you know, Wizards doesn't want to portray a certain image. Okay, fine. There's a whole lot of magic cards you got to go out there and errata then, guys. There's a whole shitload of artwork on your cards that are much worse than this. They get that. So if you are going to get upset about this, then you probably, A, shouldn't be letting your kids play the card. B, just man the fuck up or whatever because yeah. the game is filled with this type of imagery because, A, it's mostly just mouth-breathing little perverts. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, and okay. No, no. I Go mean, ahead. like... <laughs> Did you have a counter? Uh... I just wanted to let you know that the the artwork itself was commissioned by a by like a private tournament organizer and okay. that the Pass that the, yeah. the playmat was issu- like commissioned issued and was going to be printed at cost by someone that was not Wizards of the Coast. But doesn't Wizards have to okay it? No. They don't oh, actually. Okay. But no, they Hel- Hel- actually which is Helen even more Bergeau- reason for them to have done it. Helen Bergeau can actually veto it though. I mean like <laughs> I mean they have veto power, but like honestly, it's not commission created or done by Wizards really and, in any and way. And turns out Helen did. That's even more reason why this so, shouldn't be an issue. I mean it like in any in any case, like 
it got out on the internet before it got to Wizards, Wizards probably would have vetoed it initially anyway, but unfortunately it, the image got out to the internet and then the internet exploded. I mean, like, I didn't mean to go on a rant, but, like, I mean, seriously, like, magic is something I take very seriously, and First Amendment rights are something I take very seriously, and when those two kind of clash, like, obviously I'm going to get a little heated about it, and especially when it's an an argument that makes no sense to me whatsoever. But, like, again, it's the business world and the political freedoms world, and, like, those clash a lot, so... And I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but there's a problem, you know? There's a problem. It kind of sucks, so... I guess we're we're done with with feedback from the fans, because... Because it caused a giant rift in the God. Goblin podcast. God. No, basically... No, 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 Chris Cadby just had something to say, so we let him go. I'm just kidding. And it's all good. I mean... I know, for the most part, I'm not very opinionated. I'm not, I'm not trying to stifle your First Amendment rights, Chris <laughs> Caspi, but uh, some of that's just probably going to get cut, because it was really shut, long. Tell him to shut the fuck up. No me digger, vraiment. I'm going to get on with my beer of the week. I kind of stuttered a little bit there, and sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to get on with my beer of the week now, uh, because that conversation took entirely too long. Uh, this beer is called uh, Fade to Black. We've got a nice little uh, selection of beers. Chris Casby does, or Chris Burrows. Fade to Black? It's called a Fade it to Black. It it's is. got a very crazy uh, logo very, uh, on the front. Rolling stones. It, um, it, it kind of, like, when you have to credit the artist of your label on the label of your beer, I mean... It's that elaborate. You, you probably spent a whole lot of time... Let me see the picture. Uh, it... Uh, getting the artwork of your beer done. Uh, we weren't exactly sure what to make of this beer because it didn't actually have a description on the bottle of. Oh, but after you what tasted it, you knew how it was. It basically just looked incredibly black, and it's so. That was a very good description of the fade to black beer. So Chris Burrows and I, you know, had a little bit of this. What'd you think, buddy? It's so dark. It tastes like cocoa but it's very bitter it's very God, bitter I, cocoa. I actually kind of hated this beer and normally i love 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 dark beers but the, like when we poured it out it looked delicious it actually looked like one of the best beers i've ever drank because i i love a beer that you can't see through if like if it, if it is just like the darkest like blackest beer it just looks amazing and it, true to its name fade to black was dark and it tasted dark <laughs> It tasted like the blackness that it was, um, almost to the point where it was a little bit thick tasting. If if you know what I mean, um, it's 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 really it's very. Um, it takes what a bitter beer wants to be, a dark bitter beer wants to be, and kind of throws it over the edge. Like if there ever was such a thing as a an over dark chocolatey beer, this is what it is. I mean, it's called a pepper porter. And I don't know if that means it's like brewed with pepper, or if it's just like something that that like I don't know invokes that more blackness. It's like baseball, like throwing pepper. Like, yeah, like I don't ooh. know if it like, just like invokes more blackness, but um, it's it's from the where is it from? The Left Hand Brewing Company in Colorado. So, oh, I don't know. We like, can go to Denver. Let's go to Denver and go find uh, these people. No, this is from Longmont, Colorado. Oh, I don't no. have any idea where that is, but they create a very very dark blackish beer and I'm gonna be honest I didn't like it like I usually love dark 
black ales and was not I thought it was so how many, I how thought many it was peppercorns? Really tasty. How many peppercorns out of a million? On a scale of black to white, I'm gonna give it like Don't give it a gray. Don't give it a gray. Don't give it a gray's too easy. I'm gonna give it like a charcoal. Ooh. I'm gonna give it a charcoal. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Like, I, like charcoal's pretty dark. I like me some charcoal. It's, I mean, it's pretty dark, but I mean, it's that means you like it. Here. If you call it charcoal, I don't like it. I don't want you to put words in my mouth. I'm just saying. I mean, just based on what you said, where you said from a, on a rating of white to black, charcoal is pretty dark. Or was give it, it a charred corpse. corpse. The rating is charcoal. Take that for what it is. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's the fade to black. That's gonna end the show, guys. Good. It's been good. a good. Get it's, the fuck out of here. It's been a good long time. We're not your favorite. If you want to talk to us, hit you, us up. You can't talk to on us. Scrubland. We're not gonna respond. Podcast to you. at on Facebook. You can hit us up at on on Twitter. What's, what's our name? At Scrublandcast. <laughs> Excuse me. Also, uh, we'll I think we still have Twitter. a Gmail. We still have a Gmail. We do. <laughs> Get a lot less often because uh, I randomly hit a button. We get lots of spam. I randomly hit a button. At what point? Just now, oh. like literally just now, when we were doing the outro. So I'm sorry. So we, we probably want to do the whole outro again because it cut it cuts off in the middle when you were in your flow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my fault. So guys, you should hit us up on Twitter at Scrublandcast. You should hit us up on Gmail at Scrublandpodcast.com. Nobody, nobody no, ever. No, no. At what? Scrublandpodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I meant. Good. Okay. That's, that's, and also, like, that's like a complete email address. Also in, a, in, a, in Facebook, Scrubland Podcast. Come uh, find no, us. Nobody ever emails us, so probably don't email us. No, email no, us. Everyone we emails. love you. Guys, Every, don't. No, a lot of, good, a lot uh, of our better... A lot of our better friends. Well, what I meant by what everyone emails us is like Redbox emails us and... Uh, Papa John's Princes emails in us. Princes Africa email us. No, and I've won at least three book, uh, MacBooks already. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Sick. Uh, we have a we have a PayPal um, account that we haven't updated that he keeps emailing us. Correct. PayPal um, so good. Um, sometimes else? sometimes people retweet us on Twitter. I got a Twitter free pizza. I got a free pizza off of PapaJohns.com. <laughs> wow. Of so so guys, like, we're, what we're telling you is scrublandpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up there. That's that's where you go to put, get... Put to, something in the subject line that'll our make us line. read it, basically. We need help. Because if you put anything in there about us getting a free iBook or how we owe, like, $2 in late fees to Redbox or something like that, <laughs> then we're probably not going to read it. I mean, who who ordered the copy of Toy Story 3 from I, Redbox? I did. Yeah? I did. Did you, did you give it back? The entire podcast is liable for Toy Story 3 now. You understand that. And it's a great movie. I'll, I'll return it when I'm ready. And, well, we bought it now. So be it. When, when do we get to watch it? Whenever I feel like I'm done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go watch Miss Congeniality. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Burrows has gone, Chris Burrows has gone to the bathroom. Chris Casby has gone to smoke a cigarette. And it's now just me at the table, guys. Thank you for listening to the Scrubland Podcast. I'm sorry it's been so long between casts we have had a insurmountable level of uh technical errors and we're we're working our best to get it out to you so uh until next time whenever that is hopefully next week but you never know 
This is Daniel Sale. This is Chris Caspi. And that's Chris Burrow smoking a cigarette. And this is Chris Burrow. We're going to leave now. We are both the same person. Because you guys have the first same name, and that's way too hard to remember. We love you so good. Goodbye, guys. (laughs) 